welcome to Success Stories brought to you by SNS Activewear. I'm your host, Marshall Atkinson, and this is the podcast that focuses on what's working so you can have success too. One of the biggest emerging trends in the decorative apparel industry is the notion of print on demand. This is the idea that you sync up the decoration of the shirt with the order when it is sold and not in advance. This high wire trapeze act happens courtesy of technological advancements in logistics, printing, workflow, and equipment. On this episode of Success Stories, we'll chat with Kevin Oakley and Shane Snodgrass, the owners of Stoked On Printing in Las Vegas, Nevada, about their push into this new ball game for apparel decoration. What does it mean to them? How are they doing it? and where the future is in this space. So Kevin and Shane, welcome to the Success Stories podcast. Thanks, Marshall. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Marshall. Happy to be here. Great. Thanks, guys. So let's begin with talking about your business, Preprint On Demand. You know, what made you consider this as a space that you needed to invest in? So kind of lead us through that kind of origin story of why you're doing this. Yeah, sure. So, you know, historically, we've been a, just a, a screen printing and embroidery company, uh, primarily serving the promotional product space with contract printing. Uh, so that was mostly what we were doing. I'd say it was about two and a half, three years ago. We were, we were I was at a, a conference, uh, ran into another colleague who was in the space already. And it really just seemed like something that seemed too good to be true, especially when you're thinking about how much uh, product gets wasted and, and the amount of people that are moving into the space. Uh, we figured it was something we definitely needed to check out. Where did you research? What, what kind of led you, uh, l- let us understand the kind of the breadcrumbs that, that you followed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, first was figuring out DTG at that time, we were not doing any type of direct to garment printing. So that was the first step we said, okay, Hey, what, what machine is going to be the best for us? that's going to allow us to kind of get into the space without having to sink an entirely too much amount of money into it. So we looked around at that. And then also in conjunction, we looked at, okay, well, how do you get an order from the internet, like an internet store, pair that with a piece of artwork, pair that with a garment and then get it to the printer. So that was a pretty long that that was that was probably the longest stretch and we're still kind of figuring it out but it was definitely the biggest journey was figuring out that technological uh logistical side of it so thanks kevin so shane so you do a lot of the production that's kind of your role in your partnership there so what had you worried early on and what answers did you find that make you more comfortable into getting into print on demand so so to piggyback kind of off of what Kevin had said here, we've been focusing over the last couple of years on internal development to kind of help in automating um, a lot of this uh, workflow. So I think some of the hurdles uh, initially were determining and uh, coming up with some of the parameters and some of the data and how we wanted to see that, how we wanted to digest it into uh, production and into our organization. So looking at step-by-step and kind of looking what can we automate 
from an online designer, you know, all the way down to a palette as far as um, print positioning and uh, image sizing, as well as, you know, ink consumption based off of different types of pieces. So kind of coming up with that algorithm, we'll say, in the front end um, was definitely some of the harder work in the initial setup. From there, we've been working for, again, about two years on internal developments with our software to be able to uh, kind of automate that experience so that a, uh, you know, a customer can go on and, and design a product and start selling immediately uh, online. And, um, you know, we're, we're taking care of all that fulfillment as kind of a white label experience for them. And you guys uh, developed your own app. That, that is correct. Yeah, we've, we've developed our own application that integrates with multiple like e-commerce platforms as well as a uh, proprietary store builder uh, that customers can utilize. And when you say uh, online store, you're talking like Shopify or some other thing like that, right? Yeah. Yes. For, yeah. For integrations, integrating into pre-existing ones like Shopify and uh, Etsy, WooCommerce, those type of platforms. And either one of you guys, an app developer? I mean, how did you do that? <laughs> no, uh, not, neither of us come from a uh, development background. Um, so we we chose the right team. We have internal developers uh, inside, you know, inside the company now that we work with, um, obviously closely and. You know, you know, just kind of have built out a good team of uh, development to really help uh, push that that um, forward. So this has been a two-year kind of launch, and and for all intents and purposes, it's still brand new in your company, correct? Correct. Yes, it is. So, what do you think the biggest problem has been with this development? Is it just because you're you keep running into a wall, and then you have to figure out the solution? Because it's so new, where do, where are you finding the answers to this stuff? You, or do you have to invent it yourself? I would say a lot of it is trial by um, error, right? Um, a lot of it is just going through it and finding what what works best. Luckily for us, we have um, such a background in this industry with decoration that we we truly understand that portion of it. So it's been a lot easier to bring what we're expecting to see from the operations uh, side of it to the tech side. Um, I think that that kind of really helped us rather than being a tech company that might not understand uh, the decoration side of it. Right. That's a good point. And I always say, you know, the, the decoration part of this sometimes is just the easiest part. It's all of the other logistics that we really kind of struggle with. But I think in this application, understanding how we need to print, what does our staff need, what information do we need, how do we choose some of the things, I think really helps you kind of build what that order looks like from a, a starting point so you can push it through production quickly, correct? That is correct. Okay, awesome. So uh, along the way, you faced all these technological hurdles, can you kind of describe those a little bit and how you overcame them? So to, to talk on that, I would say some of, most of the hurdles that we've come with are really choo choosing how we want to develop our applications and then 
partnering with um, other applications and kind of creating that communication between all of our systems. So from from the tech side, you, we, you have to, you know, to, to succeed in this kind of space, you really want to make sure that you're matching a, a good WMS with, with good um, production uh, software that, you know, that you're, that um, we've developed as well as a front end um, experience for the customer. So really kind of tying in all of the communication between all of those departments and automating uh, the entire experience. Um, that's, that's been the the largest challenge is really um, setting forth that communication between between uh, all the applications. Okay, and Kevin, so uh, let's talk about how your understanding of print and demand is evolving from a customer facing standpoint. What are what are the conversations are you having? What problems are you solving from that viewpoint? Yeah, well, there's there's quite a few. So first, from just a business standpoint, we're always looking to reduce our imprint on the world. There, there's a there's a few things that we're solving for the customer, and uh, and internally for us too, we are solving the point of reducing our impact on the world uh, because we see that print on demand is going to change the way we look at. Uh, apparel and the way that we fulfill it. Uh, one of those reasons being is we are not printing anything until it's sold. So that also helps the customer because they are no longer dealing with any stock overages or running out of stock. So first of all, the stock overages, you know, it's really hard to project exactly what people are going to buy. Um, it's a, there's, a, there's still a little bit of a guessing game because you don't know if this uh, a new design is going to go more towards the uh, you know extended sizes, or maybe it's going to be on the more in the smaller sizes. So you're always going to get left over with something, whether that's five percent, twenty percent, fifteen percent. We generally hear it's anywhere from ten to twenty percent is an average. Um, so that's lost margin because you either have to discount that, or it just sits in a warehouse, or in a garage, or in a you know uh, a spare bedroom. The second part of it is that never being out of stock. So what does a store look like when you have every single one of your uh, designs and SKUs in stock all of the time? Well, obviously you're going to convert way more because you're going to allow customers to have more variety and they're never going to be let down. So they're going to come back. So if you always have something in stock, well, then they know, okay, I'm going to come back here uh, to get that other shirt next week or uh, I, they had everything I needed. The next time that they have a drop, we will definitely be coming back because I know they're going to have my size. So the conversion rate by print-on-demand is going to dramatically increase how much people can sell online. There's so many options with apparel. How are we limiting choices or making things more available? Because I mean, you don't want to keep 800 gazillion shirts on the floor. You want to have just enough. So when you get that order for that store, you can pick it and you can print it and you can ship it quickly. Talk about that a little bit, because that seems really confusing. Yeah, well, I think this goes back to even uh, selling in bulk. Uh, generally, the, the, the general public does not quite understand the difference between some shirts. So they're coming to you as an expert to say, what is the best shirt for my brand? And as us as experts, we need to look at the brand and say, oh, well, maybe it's more of a fashion fit or maybe it's a more of a heavier fit. So it's kind of up to us. So what we're doing is we're we're curating a 
a good list of SKUs that is going to hit every demographic at every price point. So it's really us coming up with that list and then pitching it to the, our customers to say, if you are doing this, this is probably the best uh, idea uh, or the best SKU for you to print your stuff on. Okay. And you keep those on the floor or you're just near a warehouse and you can get bring it in quickly? What nope. works? Yep. We, every SKU we offer, we have stock on the floor. So um, some SKUs move faster than others, right? Like a, a black large is going to move fast. So we go heavier on that versus a purple 3X. But we still have the purple 3X here in stock um, so that when that is ordered, we're, we're able to pick the same day and uh, ship within three days. So Okay. And so uh, curating that inventory management, that's a service that you guys offer as part of your print-on-demand uh, program because you're the experts in that. Yep. Yep. And um, just coming from, you know, more of the, like, I guess, like clothing line world, clothing line companies are very versed on blanks. Some print-on-demand uh, stores, people that are using print-on-demand, are not so attached to a brand. You know, like Bella Canvas, Gildan, they know of them, uh, and, and it's and it's out there. But generally, it's more like, okay, what's the good? What's a good fit, and what's going to have the deepest stock? So that that's really they they just want to ensure that they're going to be able to to fulfill on everything they sell. And are you curating your apparel SKUs? for the print platform because you know not all shirts print well DTG. Correct. Yep, that that that's an, that's another piece of the pie that we take into account. Um some colors just don't do well. Um some blends don't do well, so we take that into account and we don't offer those. So yeah, we we have a very curated list that we don't go outside of that list currently. Like what you hear so far? Be sure to subscribe so you can get the latest from success stories. And now, here's Zach Shortley with the SNS Spotlight. With all this talk about print on demand, we wanted to give you five styles that are perfect for all those orders you'll be racking up this year. The Bella Canvas 3001 has become a staple for print on demand work, but the 3501 is also becoming a go to for long sleeve fashion tee orders. The combination of its soft retail feel, unisex fit, and countless color options means you can't go wrong with this one. Independent's new Icon Loopback Terry sweatshirts are becoming extremely popular, especially because they're unisex, lightweight, have a smooth printing surface, and are available in all the muted tones trending in today's fashion. Next Level's CVC Short Sleeve Crew ticks a lot of the boxes you'll need for a great print-on-demand tee. It has texture, softness, deep inventory, a tearaway label, and all the basic colors you'll need for those everyday orders. If you need something with the power of retail behind it, Champion's Premium Short Sleeve Tee makes any design look official with the added C logo on the arm. Under the Hanes umbrella, Champion is also one of the most sustainably manufactured brands on the globe, which is a plus for the eco-conscious. Finally, ValueCap's Bio-Washed Dad Cap is one of our best-selling pieces of headwear because it's going to give you a wide range of possibilities at a really low price point. The tearaway label is great for rebranding, and you'll be able to choose from a number of camo, neon, or multi-panel colorways. For more information on any of these styles, visit us at ssactivewear.com. Thanks for listening. So, Shane, with 
this type of workflow, what is the biggest challenge with getting everything printed, packaged, and shipped out in a timely fashion? I think the logistics in your operation are is the hardest part of that. So um, there's so many work centers involved in, in this flow and with print on demand, we, we need to be hitting our SLAs, right? So we're typically within a three day um, SLA on our orders. So that's when an order comes in to, to shipping out the door. So we obviously have to uh, pick, um, manage inventory, um, do all of the pre-processing as far as um, pre-treat and so forth, get it on a printer and then get that, that product binned or shipped out the door within those three days. So really having the operation, uh, the organization between those work centers, I think is typically the hardest challenge of it. So you guys are paperless, right? That's correct. In in this, everything is, um, um, everything's actually uh, loaded onto a barcode um, that we consume. So all of the data for that piece is, is barcoded. And so you print a barcode, like a little, like you, you look up the orders, you get the barcode, you print a little sticker and that goes on the shirt or something like that. So walk us through how that kind of works within your workflow a little bit. Sure. So uh, as, as orders come in from multiple channels, again, we integrate with multiple um, uh, channels there. As orders come in, we are printing barcodes that are assigned to every single piece, uh, not necessarily an order because an order might have multiple garments within it. Our, our WMS is then walking us through uh, a stock pick. So it's telling us where in the warehouse to go grab stock and uh, what we need to be grabbed. So that's helping our um, our pollers to be effective and efficient there. Those barcodes are, are then applied onto those shirts and that serves as the uh, heart or the brain of that piece at that point. Um, all of the data as far as artwork and um, shipping information and any binning information if, if uh, we have multiple garments are all associated with that piece and that barcode at that point. So at every step of the process, whether it be, uh, again, stock picking or whether it be printing or putting the shirt on a dryer, that's all getting a scan so we can see real time and we're also taking that data and sending it out to all of our to all of our customers and their end customers updates on orders as it's happening real time on the floor so as that piece is is produced that that's sending out a notification that that uh, potentially could make it to the end customer okay and that's a lot of hoops we got to jump through to get the stuff out the door and I know from talking with you guys at peak levels, you guys are doing this 24-7, correct? Correct. Yeah. During peak season, especially around holidays or uh, big events, Q4 as well, it's uh, very large. So we are running uh, three shifts. We are running 24 hours a day. And talk about employees uh, and training and finding people and especially these days with the whole COVID pandemic craziness how are you solving that problem it seems like that would be kind of a interesting <laughs> interesting challenge to have luckily with with this workflow a lot of the work is automated through our systems so it gives us a advantage because there's less training uh, required to get somebody up to speed to either, you know, ship, maybe they're doing shipping or maybe they're going to be a DTG operator. 
because everything's automated, there's a lot less training needed there than like a traditional screen print or embroidery operator that, that could take years of uh, experience to really understand the, the technicalities of embroidery and screen print. Since so much of this is automated through our systems, it, you take a lot of that away from um, the individual operator and they can focus just on being effective and efficient, right? So it, in that regard, it's actually been a little bit easier to help scale up the organization in that department uh, than it probably would be with, with uh, traditional uh, other, you know, other decoration types. Okay, that's great. And so, Kevin, where do you see print on demand in the next 18 to 24 months? Uh, is it just going to get bigger? Uh, are they going to have more players involved? Or are there just going to be these giant companies that this is all they do? And, you know, what, what do you think? Yeah, so the, the statistic keeps moving upwards. So, you know, when we were in July or August, it said that, uh, you know, the COVID pandemic moved e-commerce up five years. Uh, last check, it, they say it moved it up closer to like eight years. And so what that means is that it's now people are adopting e-commerce in faster in in three months than they thought it was going to take for eight years. So what that means is that people who were first maybe apprehensive to sell online or didn't think that they saw a value are now online selling. Um, so you, you, you need to not lurk any further than Shopify. So Shopify is the biggest e-commerce platform for uh, uh, individual sellers. So what they offer is a uh, an online store builder plat- platform, um, but that's very robust and very powerful. Um, and gigantic companies, you know, some, some uh, uh, multi-hundred million dollar companies are running their stores through Shopify. Um, so if you look at their earnings for the last two quarters, they've doubled their business over 2019. So where I think in 18 months is that trend is going to continue um, and even ramp up. Where that comes to print on demand, I think that it's going to become more popular with even a little bit more smaller shops. However, I think big players are just going to get bigger and become more well-known and more of like a household name, uh, especially in, in our industry. Because there's, as Shane said earlier in this conversation, right now we're, we're kind of coming from a perspective of printers becoming a technology company, where historically in the print-on-demand space, it's been almost all technology companies being printing companies. So we there's a lot of uh, people now learning names like Printify or Printful and those types of things because they're they're becoming gigantic. Um, I, I think at last glance, uh, you know, Printful is going to be doing two hundred million dollars, and I think they started in twenty fifteen. So you could just see the exponential growth because right now we're we're just doing mostly apparel, uh, but print on demand is can be can be scaled to almost any product eventually. So wh- whether you're selling a phone case, a USB, uh, you know a custom all over suitcase, um, all those things can all be uh, tailored to print on demand. It's just gonna be a little bit more expensive in the interim, um, but in within five to 10 years, you're gonna start seeing those costs come down as the technology comes becomes better. For you guys, who who is your ideal customer that you're building all this stuff for? Cause I'm sure they're listening right now with their ears up, right? So. Yeah, so we have a couple. So with our with our um, plugging into an existing e-commerce platform, we're looking at small to medium-sized direct-to-consumer businesses. So whether they're selling apparel or maybe they're selling 
you know, drinks or those other things. And they can then now add apparel on top of that. Because what we're starting starting to see is that people are becoming very brand uh, centric. So whether if they really like their beer or they really like their coffee or their uh, insert, whatever, they're going to wear their shirt, you know, if it's a nice shirt. So, uh, you know, having that, being able to plug in and adding that to their catalog, uh, we're looking at that. Um, as far as our own proprietary store builder, we're looking more towards for people who are only going to be selling five to 10 shirts, maybe a month, but there's going to be no upfront expense. So that's going to be great for local small businesses. That's going to be great for fundraising groups and for schools and honestly, for other screen printing shops and embroidery shops, they can easily use this and now uh, sell to their customers a print-on-demand experience without having to invest into all this stuff like we have. It seems like that would be great for a promo distributor too. Yep, absolutely. Let's just pretend, you know, I'm not Marshall Atkinson. I'm somebody out there that has a need for this. How do I sell that? I mean, I don't know how to sell print-on-demand. What do I need to know? right? Do you offer, you know, is there something I can read or a video or something you can help me with that? Is that something you guys have? Yeah, we have a lot of uh, white labeled material to use for uh, selling this to customers. So uh, giving all the benefits, uh, you know, there's, there are some drawbacks. So, you know, making sure that that's being conveyed to the customer. Um, But there's just such a huge list of benefits that will be listing out, making videos, making PDFs and all those things that people can use to sell to their customers as well. And so it's really about, the first chunk is really about educating your customer so I can hook up all the tools and make it a frictionless, seamless possible, right? Exactly, yep. And and as uh, I said previously with, uh, you know, companies like Printful or Printify becoming bigger, um, they are they're pushing the message out there. So people are get it, it's getting out there as far as the word of print on demand. So they are helping us as an industry move that forward. Um, it's just up to us to now uh, convey that in our own message to our customers. And so compared to them, you're just a little guy. So how do you see developing your business in comparison to them? Yeah, I think the market is just so new that there is a lot of ground to be covered, whether you're talking about even going within the existing e-commerce platforms, but now looking at how does this change fundraising? How does it change when you can now say, instead of having a time store of two weeks, you can now have a store open for the entire year and update with fresh new designs every month, every couple of weeks, and now change fundraising in from a two week time period to a year round project, you know, what does that, how does that transform organizations like school, uh, school sports or nonprofits? You know, it now builds them as a brand too, instead of just being that school. So you're gonna be able to uh, be a lot more flexible, a lot more creative and uh, ultimately raise more money, make more money for your customers. To piggyback off of that, Kevin, um, also, I think um, something that will really be developed within that, you know, kind of within the next uh, couple of years as as more people are utilizing e-commerce as well is you have you have now a new thought process around the ability to create like uh, a unique product and, you know, a, a customized product that is really tailored to an individual now. 
So kind of the same logic of why people are watching YouTube more so than, you know, traditional cable is the expression of the individual, right? They really want to express themselves as an individual. So when you tie in print on demand to existing brands and you allow the consumer to connect more with the brand or the organization by allowing them, you know, customization or uh, different color options and things like that within the brand's guidelines, you really give the just-in-time model to the end consumer to allow them to really to make a, a unique and um, you know custom piece that really, I think, expresses their personality more so. And I think that's something that you're you don't have in your traditional selling you know models uh, prior to. So I think once that kind of evolves a little bit more as well, you're really going to see a lot more uh, activity in the space. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing your success story with us today. So if someone wanted to learn more about what you do or your app or how you can help them build their print-on-demand platform, what's the best way to contact you and get that going? Yeah. So visit our site at merchloop.com. So that's merch and then loop, no space, dot com. Um, And that is going to lead you to a wealth of information regarding our store builder, as well as uh, connecting into existing e-commerce platforms. And then you can always uh, reach out to us at our Instagram, which is just at stoked on printing. And you could get uh, just direct message us uh, and we could hook you up with our emails and our phone numbers so we could talk further. Awesome. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Marshall. Well, that's our show today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the latest Success Stories episodes. Have any suggestions for future guests or topics? Send them my way at marshall and marshallatkinson.com. And we'll see you next time.